0: Lee Summit Town Hall is brought to you by Julia E. Hampton, CPA PC.
1: Hold on. I got a question for you, Nick. It's June, not April or March. Why do I need a CPA? Tax season
0: is over. Well, first off, I'll tell you why. Julia's paying me money.
1: Well, that's a a fine reason, but that does not make for a very good advertisement. (laughs) Why should I care about a CPA not during tax season?
0: Because there is so much more. And tax season. Jason, I'm a small business owner. You're a small business owner. There's lots of business owners around town. The paperwork never, ever ends. There's always accounting and payments out and whatever.
1: Government overreach.
0: Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, that is why you need someone like Julia E. Hampton. She's the best. She's right here in the heart of our city. Jason, she has a full arsenal of services
1: that's true she does individual tax work corporate tax work payroll taxes she can help you set up and work with taxes for partnerships and trusts payroll bookkeeping consulting dealing with back taxes clearing up issues with the irs julie and her team have the skills and expertise to be your partner for your whole business for the whole year
0: so get hold of Julia E. Hampton. Let her show you what 16 years of business and her personal touch can do for your bottom line. Contact Julia today at julia at hamptoncpa.net. Hello again, and welcome
1: to Lee Summit Town Hall, a weekly podcast about what you can do to make a difference. I am Jason Norbury, and as always, I am joined by a man who is my favorite tin pot dictator, It's Nick Parker, the publisher of Link to Lee Summit. You
0: know, the funny thing about that joke is it took me a little bit because in my mind, you said teapot, and so I was singing I'm a little teapot.
1: Well, you are kind of short and stout, but (laughs) you know, we're going to go with that. Link to Lee Summit is the source for all the news you need about our very fine city, and today's unofficial sponsor are post hoc rationalizations for when you need to make up a reason for doing what you really just wanted to do anyway. I'm kind of a master at that. Why the humans are really, really good at post generalization? It's just one and of our know, great
0: skills. And you know which humans are even better at it? What's that? The politicians.
1: Oh, they are—they are tremendous professionals, perhaps even at that.
0: Jason, it's June. It's June thirteenth, and for us, June's boring. You are not wrong. There's not a lot going on. However, I kind of want to make the best of it, and so I'd like to take a little bit of time and actually call out to our listeners. There's, I think, three or four of them, mm-hmm.
1: and none of them are my mom.
0: Man, you can't even get your mom to listen.
1: Oh no, nobody in my household. They they hear enough of me. They don't want to do it on the ah, radio.
0: Gotcha, gotcha. Well, look, I would like to actually reach out a little bit. What are what, Jason? Are the conversations and the topics of discussion? we should be having as a community. What are things that you as a listener would like to have us talk about? Do you have, what are your
1: thoughts? There are a ton out there. You know, I mean, the stuff we talk about, we can have a a housing conversation, maybe one that's a little bit more directed than just me ranting about stuff on every couple of weeks. Uh, We should talk, you know, I know that there's been some conversation in and around our comments around school safety uh, which relates right into mental health, suicide prevention, things of that nature. There are big, you know, well, and that one, topics.
0: That, that, that one is into. at the forefront, I think, of a lot of people's minds. I mean, especially with on a, on a national scale, when, you ha- when there were two more suicides reported in the news. And, and you know, I'm a part of this community task force through Lisa McCares. Mm-hmm. And so I, it is an ongoing conversation. And the more I learn, because... As, as you and I have said in our in our podcast and that I've said around the table at those task force community or committee meetings, I'm just a dummy with a microphone and I keep learning. What I really learn is that it's a conversation that has to keep going.
1: You are absolutely correct, Nick. You are just a dummy with a microphone. <laughs>
0: like, I don't shy away from it.
1: I own it. Right. And then I think, you know, schools are obviously something that people like to talk about. And it's all kinds of stuff, not just school safety, but other issues with schools. You know, we can get into all kinds of stuff that goes through there um, and deal with that. Or we could just sit down and do a crossfire style partisan politics argument. You and I yelling at each other for hours at a stretch about the partisan issues of the day.
0: That does not sound fun. It doesn't sound fun to listen to. It doesn't sound fun to participate in. You don't want to have me yell at you more? No. I think we can be better. Okay. We'll be better. So we may,
1: and we may as the, as the, uh, general state and and county election season gears up, we may start to get into some of those issues and topics, uh, but do it in our own way and figure out how those things impact you here at a local thing. But we're not going to get into, uh, yelling at each other like the McLaughlin group or something like that.
0: No, I will say, and I can't promise this yet, but I am talking to some people at the sheriff's department. I'm hoping that sometime soon we can get the interim sheriff, uh, Forte, in to talk with us a little bit about what's going on with the sheriff's department and the role it plays in our community.
1: Is this where I don't get to ask the questions I really
0: want to ask? You always get to ask the questions you really want to ask. No,
1: I don't. Not the the ones I really want to ask. The
0: only editing... Is your own editing? <laughs> it's true. Well, we will go with that. Okay, so
1: let's go to what's happened and what's coming up uh, with the uh, with our favorite soap opera.
0: Do the music. The council turns. I wish we had music.
1: Oh uh, well, one of these days you're going to get me some music.
0: You know, the problem is I need to meet someone who has fantastic musical talent that could write some for us.
1: Yeah, uh, I'm not that guy because I have. What's the opposite of fantastical musical talent? Zero. That's time. the, that's the one I have. Um, I have none, uh, in that process.
0: Well, Jason, the only thing really for us to talk about all centers around an issue we've talked about for 10 months now, um, is the budget. It's like, it's important. It's like, it's, it's like, it's important. So this last past week at, uh, at the last council meeting, it was approved to move on to the next step for, for more discussions. But, Jason, let's talk a little bit about a few specific things that happened. One of which was, as, as the budget proposal moved forward, was that they changed the tax projections, the projected revenue. They changed it a little bit from what the staff reported.
1: Right. As we had talked about last week when we, we talked about what was coming, uh, Councilmember Johnson had proposed an amendment. I'm sorry, career politician, Councilman Bob Johnson. Has proposed a uh, an increase in what we estimate the sales tax revenues to be from a two percent increase year over year to three and a half percent. Short version, quarter million dollars. Uh, that amendment was carried and added into the budget going forward.
0: That really wasn't the biggest thing that happened with uh, from from Council Member Johnson's seat as they as they were looking at. At the expenditures, they were looking at the. He brought up again, as he has done over the course of his career, brought up the uh, the public service agreements between the city and and some organizations, the Leesum Chamber, the Economic Development Corporation, and Downtown Leesum Main Street. He brought up his little verbal BB gun again, and he took aim.
1: Now, and, and he he proposed a
0: motion. The motion was essentially this: that the. Business and industry tax cannot spend more than it's projected to bring in during the next fiscal year. Now, the problem with that is, is that current agreements have the city plan to spend about sixty thousand over the projected revenue. keep, keep in mind there is money left over from previous. So, there's the money. The money is there to pay for it. However, Councilmember Johnson asserted that he would like to see that money come back to the general fund instead of that tax spending more than what was coming in that year. Now, later on in the discussion, he specifically pointed out that his questioning was centering around downtown Lee Summit Main Street.
1: Now, as, as our listeners will know, that gets right up in our own personal kitchen, and we don't like it, but we're going to take a moment to analyze this whole process. One of Council Member Johnson's complaints is that the uh, Lee Summit, downtown Lee Summit Main Street has a contract with the CID and he's claiming somehow this is a double support process that, that does that. Now, let's be clear. Council Member obje- Johnson's objection to the uh, Main Street having an active PSA with the city predates the existence of the CID and this is the latest in a series of uh, opportunities he's taking to, to make that argument. Secondly, and probably more importantly, uh, is that the CID was established very specifically to be an independent entity from Main Street. It has a completely separate board. Uh, I believe, speaking, you know, I am the only person who has ever served as a board member on both organizations at the same time.
0: Um, you are no longer on either of those boards. And I am,
1: on, I am on neither board. I resigned from the CID board some time ago, and my term on the Main Street board ended a year ago. So I haven't been on either board in some time, and none of the members of the current CID board are sitting as members of the Main Street board, and everything's functioning just fine.
0: Now, I think we should point out that they both have similar goals, right, that helping one helps the other.
1: Right, and and they're both dedicated to the improvement of downtown, uh, but that's all done through its own independent processes. The CID is a subdivision subject to the Sunshine Law. You can go back and go through all the records and see everything that's going on through that whole process. They sales different creatures.
0: Sales tax money in that district does not go into the fund of Downtown Lease on Main Street, Inc. Correct. So...
1: When you're hearing Councilmember Johnson and Councilmember Edson has used this same inaccurate argument in the past, understand that they are not representing the actual status of the facts on the ground on that whole process. And realistically, more what it is, more likely, is that they don't care for the city helping fund downtown Main Street. And, and that's a legitimate political stance, if one that perhaps I disagree with.
0: Right well and i think I think it is okay to question the city's investments in organizations to look at what different organizations do and and how it how it benefits the city to give them money that's that's fine that's a good thing. I would hope that city council members do that but but I also would hope that they understand the structures of how things work and the differences between a taxing entity and a private not-for-profit that has a public service agreement with the city. Right. So,
1: okay. So, anyway, Bob took a shot at Main Street or the PSAs in general, uh, and then uh, with a comment about that he can count votes, uh, withdrew his proposed amendment to the budget, and the budget then passed with the one amendment on it to come forth for a second reading next week or at the next council in a couple of weeks.
0: Right. Because, Jason... There's no council meeting this week. It's a work session.
1: Right. And they're just going to be talking about some stuff, and we'll get into that here in a minute. But first, we're going to take a break and hear from our sponsor.
0: Today's episode of Lee Summit Town Hall is brought to you by Stewie McBrew's Tavern and Tables. Never eat more than you can lift.
1: I can lift a lot, and my belly shows it. <laughs>
0: you know, I walk in there, and it's an immediate debate. What am I ordering?
1: Yeah, I'm a man of simple taste, but I even have that problem. There's too much good stuff on the menu, and it's hard to pick which one you want on any given day. Fortunately, you can go more than once.
0: It's true. So no matter what day you go, Jason, it's always a good rule. Don't eat more than you can lift, because that way you can still walk out and get in your car and go home.
1: All right. So what, in the end, do we draw from this entire budget process?
0: Well, I think there's a few things, Jason. I, the biggest thing to me, though, I, and I don't know how much of a big deal to make out of this, other than I'm a little surprised, is that after all of the hubbub, the rancor, and the talk back and forth over during the election cycle and leading up to this year's budget proposal, Nobody's getting a race.
1: Yeah. It's kind of like all this to do. And in the end, really, the budget is almost exactly the same as it was last year in terms of where the priorities lie, what's getting paid, what's not getting paid. There aren't major changes.
0: Right. And maybe that's okay. I mean, I don't know that that's, I don't know that it's completely wrong yet, but it seems to me, that there was a lot of talk and there was a lot of hyperbole you know, at, at one point in time, okay, several points, it was referred to as a crisis moment in our city. And here we are. We're looking at a budget proposal, and it pretty much says, let's keep with the status quo. Right. Now, whether that's, whether that's good or bad, I don't have an answer for you.
1: Right. And there, and there may even be in the workings a longer term process to over the next several fiscal years to work through and getting the raises that we're talking about here. But even if you take Council Member Johnson at his word that he was trying to eliminate the $60,000 from the budget to save money, it's $60,000 on millions, literally millions of dollars in differential compensation from what was being proposed throughout the spring, early spring, late winter and early spring versus what, uh, what they would save there. So it doesn't make a lot of sense. And so clearly there's just nothing in the budget right now, as we, by the way, mentioned on a couple of occasions, there isn't a lot of like fat to cut out of the budget. And, and we're just kind of right there in the end. And it just doesn't, it, it, it's kind of like everything ends in a shrug and,
0: eh, which, again, I'm going to say probably could be a good thing that we're not spending money we don't have.
1: Right. And I think it's also probably a sign that things aren't really all that bad right now re- anyway, despite the hyperbole and the, and the language used during the campaign season. Realistically, I mean, the city's run pretty well, pretty tightly, have a good bond rating, all those things that go through that whole process. Maybe things are all right.
0: And maybe – just maybe the sign that, it, that there isn't a lot of change between last year's budget and the proposed budget for this next year is because somebody's doing some planning. Somebody's Perhaps. looking forward. Perhaps so. Speaking of looking forward, Nick, let's look forward to this week's council. Work sessions are really, really exciting. Get on the nobody answers. ever. <laughs> this week, Assistant City Manager Mark Dunning is gonna give a presentation on incentives policy. Now, Jason, I know we're joking about being excited, but look, this is, this is your thing. You love this stuff.
1: Right, but even this is just a rehash of what we're already doing. It's not new stuff. If this is, I think, mostly an educational piece for the new council members, and a refresher for our existing council members and the mayor uh, about where our incentive policy is, and, and hopefully, maybe there'll be some conversation. They can have some conversation about where they think it can be improved, and begin to make those changes going forward.
0: Now, Jason, because I know incentives are a, a pet topic of yours, you like to talk about it. It's 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 a it's an interesting field for you. So, if I were to ask you, what are some things maybe missing? What what changes do you think maybe could or should be talked about?
1: I, you know, I mean, I, this gets into my little personal wheel of things, but. I think there should be some conversation about where incentives make sense and where they don't uh, in terms of time, right? If you want to incentivize a project in an area or in an industry or in a market segment, that's where incentives make sense because you're trying to have that start as a thing, right? I think personally that maybe there's an expiration time on that. So if you want to take, like the first shopping center to come in, say Summit Woods. It's a great idea. You put your incentives in that basket. You make that project really good. You show the world that at least Summit is a place where a shopping center can succeed. Second, third shopping center come in wanting those same incentives. Maybe the city council is right to be a little bit more reticent to give those or to give as many incentives for that development going forward. And
0: I think So you're thinking we don't do that as a city right now?
1: Well, our incentive policy is pretty straightforward. If you come in and you ask for, if you meet these criteria and you ask for X, you get the incentives. And it's almost a, not a rubber stamp, but they've kind of pre-said we're going to do this much.
0: But isn't that good for, doesn't that make it a better thing for the development community when you're trying to attract development into your city to make it streamlined in such a way?
1: Absolutely. And I don't think you, I think you can do that, but also create an incentive to start a project or to do something of that nature. And with the understanding that there are only going to be so many that get that incentive, right? I mean, how many, if the, if the city council is reticent to approve more multifamily housing, for instance, you know, perhaps they shouldn't give incentives when they do them. And then that would slow the pace down and only bring in those projects that can you know, quote unquote, pay for themselves as they go along through the deal. So that's my little personal thing. But other people, you know, they may think that the amount of incentives that we give is too generous or too not enough, or it's too uh, easy to get them or too hard to get them. Everybody's got a little bit of opinion and they can have that out.
0: Now, incentives were another topic that came up a lot during the, the, the last election in the spring. So I'm going to be curious uh, I think about what questions come back, especially, say, from from Mayor Baird, who, who specifically pointed to our incentive policy and our track record with incentives as a city. So I'm curious to see what questions he asks during this presentation to see if maybe that leads to some changes in our policy.
1: You are such a journalist attempting to use words that a politician says to judge them against their future actions. That's crazy talk.
0: I don't know if it's about judging. I'm just curious. Well... I, okay, okay, look, I, I judge, I judge. You're, judge.
1: you're judgy, you're
0: judgy. I, I'm judgy. Well, Jason, I think that ends the episode of As the Council Turns. I got nothing else.
1: Yeah, it's pretty... Uh, it's it's pretty, pretty light, folks. It's pretty, ro- pretty light. It's I literally, you know, we complained about having an exciting council for the last two years, and now the council's being kind of boring. And we're like, complaining like about, about it being
0: kind of boring. Yeah. Hey, I got something exciting for you. Jason, I don't know if you've listened yet. This week's Community Voices episode, I got to interview the inventors of Bacon Explosion. I had no idea they were from here, right here in Lee Summit. You had me. Recently.
1: You had me at Bacon.
0: Yeah. So anyway, go listen to that episode. They are awesome, Jason and Megan Day. They've been on TV all over the place. They just had a watch party for a premiere of an episode on food network that they were on. And if you like and share the Facebook post linking to that interview, you're in a drawing. They're going to give away a bacon explosion prize pack, which includes by the way, the bacon explosion.
1: I just want to do say the podcast hosts get a bacon explosion.
0: Um, I neglected to work that deal. Um, however, I did have at the watch party their barbecue potato salad, which was phenomenal, and and the barbecue Bloody Mary, which I immediately went to the owners of Stewart Brews and said, "This needs to be on the menu permanently."
1: I'm so disappointed you didn't invite me to this thing.
0: Uh, as I posted on Facebook, the best podcast moments happen. When you're not around
1: yeah, that, that, that sadly is probably the truest thing we have said in today's episode.
0: <laughs> Jason, what else is coming
1: up? Oh, not a ton. I guess we're, uh, we got uh fourth Friday coming up this, uh, in another, another week or two next week, uh, next week. That's right. Well, it's, it's a weird split week thing. Um, my whole thirds and fourths are completely out of whack. Uh, it's a great night to go downtown Everything's happening. People are out on the street. There's music in the park. There's people on the streets doing art. The stores are open. Everybody's happy. It's a great time. It's one of the good times to be down there when there's not 100,000 people and the elders at 110
0: decibels. So, (laughs) you know, it's a great, great event. Always fun to go down there. We are officially, after downtown days, we're officially into our summer. Jason the link to Lee summit family. We just locked in our summer trip. We're heading to the mountains later this month. We're going to escape. That sounds fabulous. What are you guys doing?
1: Um, Well, the way summers work in the Norbury household is that everybody gets to go somewhere except for me. Uh, (laughs) Not only that sounds like a great vacation for everyone else. Yeah. Well, I mean like the kids have camps and the wife has uh, their work trips, but they're still enjoyable and so they, people go places all over the place. We are getting a couple of weekends where we're going to get out of town as a family. And I think we're trying to squeeze in one where it's just the missus and I away for a weekend. And that will be the first one of those we've had in a very, very long time.
0: Well, I want to know where everybody's going. I always like pictures. So send us your pictures, folks. Let us know where you're going for your vacation. We'll share them on the old social media feed on the old feed. Jason, we got one more bill to pay, and then let's wrap it up for this week.
1: All right. Well, thank you, guys. We will see you next week.
0: Once again, Louisiana Town Hall is brought to you by Budget Blinds.
1: They are the people who are going to keep the outside seeing out and the inside seeing in. And they have cool technology that will allow you to control that from
0: far away. Jason, the technology is everywhere. I'm not sure if they call the app Hal or not, but there are apps, there are voice controls. You can use your Alexa. You can use your Google Home Pod. I'm not a Google guy. Is that what they're called? Sure, sure.
1: Here's Google Home something. Big look, Brother.
0: Look, I went into the store in downtown Lee Summit. I walked into Budget Blinds. And They were showing me some of the technology. And from across the room, one of them yells, Alexa, turn down the blinds. And the blinds went down.
1: That is amazing and kind of creepy, but really awesome as a whole, that you can control your blinds with your voice. Because really, haven't we all wanted to just be able to yell at stuff in the house and have it work?
0: Right. Well, you know, because my family won't do it when I yell at them. So if I can have some technology do it, it does a little bit for my ego. It helps I think me you out.
1: Should, you should change your son's name to Alexa and then have one of those where you can yell at it and you can feel like you're telling your kid to do stuff and stuff is happening.
0: I like that idea. And I'm gonna remind you, Jason, whether you're buying shades for the inside or even for your outside space, go see our friends at Budget Blinds. Tell them we sent you. They will do your right. You have been listening to Lee Summit Town Hall with hosts Jason Norberry and Nick Parker. Catch us every Wednesday at linktolesummit.com or subscribe to Lee Summit Town Hall on iTunes, Google Play, or your favorite podcast app.